Long as I'm the number one, I don't care who come after. When I came from Africa, they call me booty stretcher. Now they scream a nigga. What's up, people? Welcome back to the BCMA podcast. That's the Black Clover Martial Arts Podcast. It's your boy Lucky from Lucky's Muay Thai. This is episode number 85. And we're back. I was a little sick, so it took us a minute. <clears throat> anyway, in this show, we got fucked again. We'll talk about that. Uh, Ilya Tapuri is the champ over Volk. Hats off to him. UFC Mexico City happened. PFL versus Bellator happened. Karate combat is kind of growing and shifting, doing some things. And uh, I got my brown belt. So there. That's something. We'll chat about all of it. But first, if you like the show, keep the like. Hit the subscribe button, tell a friend, pass it along, uh, drop me a comment in the algorithm just so in the in the comment section, just so it grows the show a little bit. If you want to stop by the gym, hit us up www.luckysmt.com. You know the deal. We have super dope Muay Thai. Um, I'm gonna be honest, we have probably the realest in Miami. I mean, I can really only say that there's a few of us out there that are real, real. And I don't mean in Miami, I mean in Florida, period. And like, uh, yeah, man, I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, we also have jujitsu with Roberto Carrero. He is fantastic. As I said in the opening, I got awarded my brown belt. Fantastic instructor system and uh, the whole program is growing. It's, uh, it's really amazing to be a part of. So if you want to try any of that stuff out, hit us up, www.luckysmt.com. We will get you started, trial class, the whole nine. Um, we'd love to have you as part of the family. we just out here loving each other, kicking each other's asses, and uh, and enjoying every minute of how it helps us grow. All right, so hit us up. Okay, first, um, Ilya Tapuria proved a lot of people, even myself, wrong, sort of. I mean, I don't know if Volk... Volkanovski is just not recovered from the fight beforehand, the two fights. I don't know if it's whatever mental things going on. I don't know what it is. It could be just age catching up to him. It could be a lot of things. But you have to give Ilya Tapuria the credit because he went out there and really, really, really performed. First round, Volkanovski threw a lot of kicks. He was keeping Tapuria away. And I thought that was probably the best strategy for the first couple of rounds, really throwing kicks, teeps. You know, going at his arms, trying to weak, uh, weaken his strikes by kicking his arms. He did a great job of that in the first round, but he did not continue in the second. Um, Tapuria started to be able to sort of counter better, get a little closer. Um, Volkanovski did not continue at the pace that he was in the first round, which is unfortunate for him. Got pushed back to that that space right by the cage in between those lines, and that's where a lot of people get knocked out. So. Hats out to Tapuria. He is about to become a, well, he already has now. He's become an international star. And um, yeah, man, got a whole country behind him and a bunch of people love him. So we're about to see what's up. UFC Mexico City happened. Um, Yair Rodriguez fought Brian Ortega. Ortega won by submission. Um, I didn't really watch those fights, you know, and I do like Brandon Moreno and I do like uh, Roy Vall. Roy Vall, but not not knocked him out, but beat um, Moreno, which is great. I like them all. That whole, I think, featherweight division, I love it. So I'm looking forward to just seeing those guys fight a lot. Um, but I didn't really get into Mexico City, to the fights that you'll see Mexico City very much. As I said, I was a little under the weather after the fights, and so I just couldn't, like, watch everything. I just was sleeping, to be honest. PFL versus Bellator happened, and like I said, they might have something. Um, 
Hinnon Ferreira, I'm just going to go from the top that the things I thought were important. Uh, Hinnon Ferreira beat Ryan Bader by KO, which, I mean, he's a giant and he strikes hard, bro. He's a big, big, big guy. And I'm not necessarily surprised. He was fainting a lot. He was, you know, they were both sort of fainting a lot. And I think, you know, with his size and he has great, pretty good speed. It's hard for a guy like Ryan Bader, who's a smaller guy, to close that distance to get into wrestle, and especially early, where Hinton Pereira's got plenty of energy and he's able to time you coming in. Um, he did his he did his business, and that sets up Ngannou in the future. Now everybody's starting to say that Ngannou's never going to fight MMA again, and I just I don't know. I think he should. I think he will, but I don't know. Um, I think he should. I think he should come over here, fight her Ferreira. Let's just say he wins. He can then bow out gracefully. That sets up PFL to do a bunch of, they could do a one night tournament for the heavyweight belt. There's plenty of dudes out there that do Linton Vasils out there. Ryan Bader might want, to, might want in again. Ferreira would definitely be in there. I mean, there are heavyweights there that can contend and they could do a one night tournament for heavyweight, for the heavyweight belt. I'm not saying they would do that, or they could obviously drag it out over months or a year or whatever it is. But there's opportunity there for Ngannou to go in, win that belt, bounce out, and it'd be something that PFL can actually sell as a product after Ngannou decides to go and box again. Um, Eblen split decision over Casaganaway. I think I said that right. Um, I, you know, I really like Jason Jackson, man. I think for me, he's one of the best fighters out there, and he doesn't talk that much but he talks enough and he backs it up and i love that um about him he's a fantastic fighter man jason jackson took out ray cooper who is a you know known as a knockout artist let's let's be honest um his winning potential in that fight would have been trying to ice jason jackson and that did not happen um really good fight yo romero tiago santos two big names that have value whether you know they're going to be champs or not they fought entertaining ish but yo Romero wins I mean it's just AJ McKee was amazing fought uh Clay Collard and defeated him uh by submission Clarissa Shields everybody knows who she is the quote um she beats DeSantis and like for me I think PFL really has something and they showed that they were ready for, you know, to put on a good show. Not a great show, like visually and all that, but I think the fights are good. The opportunities are broad. Um, moving on, Karate Combat, which I talked about early before anybody was really into it. You know, Bass Rubin was out there. They were showing like, you know, we're gonna do this form of striking. Five seconds on the ground, you have a pit, you can use the wall, people can jump off it, you can run up it, you can all these different defense for offense, like all these different things. I was talking about this early on podcast. You can go back and look if you need. Um, uh, it is now being run by President Asim. What does he call himself? El Presidente. Now, he is local, Miami, he owns Goat Shed. I was, I don't know if I was his first striking coach. That's a possibility. But I definitely was a sparring partner for many of those uh, championship things that he went and did afterwards. Um, 
So I've known this kid, this man, sorry, he's a man now. I've known him since he was a kid. And uh, he's done very well for himself. Obviously, the goat shed went viral for all kinds of craziness. Um, he is now the president of Karate Combat. So he's introduced a couple of things, uh, which I think are pretty cool. He added jujitsu bouts. They just had um, Craig Jones on there. Um, and it was dope. He used the wall to hit a triangle. Like they did um, some jujitsu before that. I think at the last show, I don't know if it was here, even here in Miami, but anyway, nonetheless, I think it might've been in Miami. Anyway, nonetheless, they've added jujitsu, which is great. And there's a pit, there's a wall there that they can use to, you know, add some creativity to the jujitsu. I think we saw Rotolo in one use the cage to like jump off and back take, which is where I think all of these things add to what we really want, which is the action and the, you know, cultivation of new techniques and ideas and like all that stuff. There should always be an amount of selling the fight. It should not be at the cost of your integrity as a person. Um, but shout out to a sim for, you know, switching it up. They added like a ground and pound rule, basically like, you can go knee on belly, you can punch, you know, over the person. If the person doesn't kick you away or somehow lock you up, then you can continue to, to smash them, which, yeah, who wouldn't want that, man, for real? Um, it, it adds a lot more action and it adds maybe a little more reality to it. So you might not get jujitsu on the street. Not everybody knows jujitsu, but if somebody gets on top of you and starts punching you down, this is not uncommon. You got to know how to get back up if you're, uh, you know, a martial arts expert, right? So that makes sense to me. Shout out to a sim again, El Presidente, out there working with Bass Rudin and all these other guys putting on these karate combat fights and like changing what the idea of uh, these fights are and the entertainment value. And that's dope. So yeah, I love all that. Let's move on to this. We got fucked again at the fights. We were going out for the PFL amateur featherweight kickboxing title. Because they don't, you know, the Muay Thai is kind of it's weird. They don't really give us Muay Thai rules. And it started off, let's keep it like this. Let's just say it like this. We were fighting somebody we fought before we lost a split decision to. Broccoli is an amazing fighter. We went, we... That, the fight was very close the first time. Fair enough. When they called us to tell us, hey, man, we got a fight for you. You can fight for the title. We were already four weeks into a training camp preparing for another fight. And then we had four weeks until this fight, four, four weeks of training until this fight. And knowing what we knew already about the guy that we were fighting and watching videos of the fight before, and I commentated a fight that this guy fought in, I was well prepared to put together um, a great game plan for us to win the fight because we had to discuss about whether it's not about warrior, whether it's, whether it's about warrior heart or winning the fucking fight. And we really wanted to win this belt. Like we worked tirelessly in the last four weeks on the game plan, the style, the, the way in which we were going to do everything. And Christoph Broccoli went out there and performed immaculately against this young man. Um, to the point that the second round and third round, somebody said the first round immediately, that he was basically backpedaling the entire time. Um, in the third and fourth round, my man was throwing, 
I don't know if you know what a rolling thunder kick is, but it's like a forward flip where you try to kick the dude over the top of the head. I mean, he landed a spinning, well, he didn't, but Broccoli's hand was up, but he threw a spot wheel kick. He threw a couple of things, but my man was throwing multiple rolling thunder kicks. And if you know anything about kickboxing or watch any kickboxing fights, when a person has that in their uh, arsenal, a lot of times they'll throw it at the very end of a fight as like a celebratory kick or something. They'll throw it for real as a technique. But more than likely, if somebody's spamming a technique, it's because it's out of desperation. So constantly this kid is moving backwards and then trying to do rolling thunders and having to constantly get up off the floor. There were times where he just fell on the floor trying to throw, Broccoli grabbed his kick in the air. And like, it's super frustrating to watch that. I'm going to backstory this fight. The fight before we lost a split decision as well at the same event. We didn't know how we lost. I mean, I thought it was maybe close, but I was sure Broccoli won the last two rounds decisively. The I talked about this before, but the official called me. One of the officials called me out of the ring, said, "Yeah, man, I thought your guy may have got it. It was a little close. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Cool." That same official came up to us before this fight and said, "Yeah, you know, the last fight was close. You know, you got to try to, you know, the judges uh, like don't leave it. Let them. Uh, what?" In the rules meeting, you said everybody should be out there busting their ass in these fights so that the judges can do their jobs. So what does this mean? Does my fighter need to go out and knock this guy out or he's not going to win? Is that what we're up against here? I had another person who's very close to to the fighting. I don't know what to say about that community in this situation. And that person said to me, damn. What did you do in a former life? Like, what, what did you do to piss somebody off in a former life? That was all I needed to hear. Because it was obvious. To the crowd, I brought everybody. You know, I probably had 30-some-odd people there from the gym. I had, I knew we were here about to get it. I brought my daughter over by the cage. I was like, yo, I'm about to call her up here. Because, like, this, we worked really fucking hard. It's obvious. It's a clear answer who wins this fight. This is not even close. You know, it's not something that we're worried about. I was only worried about the judges because I know how they treat LMT fighters sometimes, me in particular sometimes. I offer this. I've been in this game in this town for 20 some odd years and I might should garner a little more respect out here because some of y'all, I was your first coach about everything. Some of y'all... Yeah. See, I know some things too. Like I know some, I know some things about this, these gym situations where you might be a great fucking coach and you're at a small gym and you might take your fighter and that fighter's knocking dudes out. But let me tell you what's going on in the back of those rooms. As soon as your fighter's at back by himself, those people are coming up to your fighter going, yo, man, I got connections with this people, these people, those people. You should come over here, man. I got you. And your fighter might be like, man, I'm not, I'm good. But then because your gym is not as grand as those other gyms and because they see what they see out there in the atmosphere of the UFC world, of the fight world, you know, there's an anxiety there. I got to get to the top. I get it. I've been there. But when they walk back in some places, they go, oh, you know, man, maybe they were right. Maybe I'm better off at a place where maybe I'm closer to the I'm going to skip the steps. I'm going to try to jump up here. 
rather than just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm already doing great. Why would I? Because they back there telling your fighters, hey, man, y'all should just come on over here, man. I got you. I'll get you where you need to be. Just a heads up. I'm not saying these people in particular. I'm just saying, like, this is what's happening. Now, I'm going to continue putting these fight these fighters out here, and we're going to continue smashing these people up. And um, don't have me out here like Cat Williams. Better yet, don't have me out here putting on these black Air Forces. Look, I love y'all. It's always love. But I don't like being, I don't like being not respected and I hate worse even being blatantly disrespected. So what I say is we just going to keep grinding and doing what we do. We might have some new things up our sleeves as well as far as like how to get past all this nonsense. Um, but uh, yeah, man, we got fucked. My guy won. I, I'm never like really like that. I just feel like, man. Make a guy miss a lot, man. Make a guy run backwards a lot. I don't know if I would even want a guy that's running backwards constantly as the guy that's the champion in my organization. I could be wrong. And I'm not saying that he didn't fight a fight of his the way he fights. Like, But he was definitely... Rockley was definitely in control of the ring, of the cage. I'll just put it that way. Anyway, we're gonna try to get more Muay Thai fights and get away from like this sort of kickboxing with sort of these these MMA promotions and like we're not getting the, it's not the same vibe. So we're gonna see what we can do. But anyway, peace, man. I love y'all. If you like the show, keep the like, hit the subscribe button. You know what it is. Oh yeah, I got my brown belt. Maybe we should talk about that next episode because I spent too much time here. All right, peace. I love y'all. www.luckysmt.com for the gym. You know what the deal is, man. Trying to kill him. I just want to live my life to make it.